Welcome to the Stop Faking Fine podcast, a show that will empower you to finally show up for yourself while your circumstances may not be 100% your fault. Your life is 100% your responsibility. It's time to stop faking fine. Welcome back to the Stop Faking Fine podcast. I am your host, Dana Lewis, and today we are going to talk about faking fine in your marriage. Yep, we're going there. My next guest is a mom of six, which includes a set of quadruplets. That's four babies at one time. We all know that communication is key in any relationship, but how well do we really communicate with our spouse? especially with kids and careers and busy lives. Julianne Kirkland is an international best-selling author, former mastery trainer for Tony Robbins, speaker and life coach. Julianne uses her experience and expertise as an overcomer strategist and helps turn life's stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Julianne. I am so excited that you are here today. And just to share your story, you guys, Julianne is an amazing human being, helps women in their faith and to really arise, step into the next level of you. Let's dive in. Like, first of all, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I love me some Julianne. You guys, Julianne has six children. She's a quad mom, which is amazing all of of itself. Like, let's talk about faking fine in motherhood, faking fine in your marriage, faking fine in like, where does life take you? Yeah. So to the listener who's like, how many is quadruplets? It's four at one time. (laughs) Like when I'm on stages and addressing an audience, I have to take a literal pause and show four fingers at one time. Because otherwise people are like, I don't, I don't understand because it's not very common. You know, people are always like, oh, I've never met anyone with quadruplets. I hadn't either (laughs) until I was the one. But I I think one of the the main areas that I fake fine in, and I have to be very cognizant of that I stop myself from doing it is in being a mom, you know, having six kids, I was always called superwoman, super Mm -hmm. mom. You know, people are always coming up to me. Oh my gosh, you're incredible. You're amazing. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like, yes, you're seeing me now in Target pushing a quad stroller with two other kids beside me. And it looks, it appears, it's the perception, right? To be yeah. this one thing, this amazing feat. And it it is, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty amazing that I could get them all into Target. But <laughs> it, you have no idea the struggle that it took to get there. The amount of tears it took from me just in the car, like, why is this so hard? Yeah. You know, and I think, I think moms often are afraid to really go for it because of what other people are looking at, because of comparing themselves to what other people are doing and what other people are able to accomplish. You know, moms come up to me all the time and say, I don't even have any room to talk. I'm so afraid to even say anything to you because I'm struggling over here with my two kids. I'm like, listen, it's all hard, you know, and it's just soccer versus rugby. Like that's our example. It's college versus the Olympics. Like, it's just, it's different. 
when you're on the soccer field, you have your rules and your regulations and the things that, that you have to do. And it's hard and it's challenging and you can get extremely competitive in it. And then there's rugby and it's hard and it's challenging and it's a little more intense. And it's like, but stop, stop comparing the two, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we're all on a different biggest. field. Yeah. And it's like, why not cheer for each other <laughs> instead of being like, oh, I'm not good enough because you're doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, I think, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice in that. But one of the main ways that I realized I was faking fine was when the quads were won and my husband and I got a free trip to Hawaii through his company and we needed that time together so badly. Like we had these high expectations of just like all the lovemaking and the beautifulness, <laughs> right? Like we were going to be in paradise and it's going to be amazing. And, uh, we got there and day one, he broke his toe. He was walking along the beach and it's, it's Hawaii. So they're like big lava boulders and stuff like that. And he got hit by a six foot wave <laughs> and, <he laughs> and it took him down, toe. took him into a rock. Yo, broke his toe. Like that thing was huge and purple and gross. And I was like, get over it. It's fine. Like we're in Hawaii, be better. <laughs> um, but Walk and it then off. the next day I started my period. Yeah. Walk it off. Come on. <laughs> and so it just like nothing was going according to plan. And we just, again, our expectations weren't being met. And so we just felt off the entire trip, but we kept blaming it on the broken toe, on my hormones, like on all these things. And when we got back and I was realizing just how robotic we had become because we were trying to survive our life. Right. Like we had six young children. I mean, the the quads were one leading up to that. That first year of their life at home was a blur. I I mean, I can't even like, I can't even imagine, like I have only had one child. I have been blessed to have one child at a time. And I feel like even those years were a blur changing one diaper, getting up at night to feed one child. That's a blur. I can't, my mind is blown with the four at one time. I'm holding up four fingers, four babies at one time, like a blur. Yeah. That's an understatement. Yes. It's a blur. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they were eating every hour on the hour and it would take them a full 45 minutes to eat. And it was just like, there was no, it was awful, but we had like, we were surviving. And so in my mind, I was like, yay, yay parenting, you know, like high five to us. We rock as parents. Like our kids are alive, you know, hoorah, let's celebrate. Like I thought we were doing it. I was on this path and I was like, this is it. This is, this is great. We're doing great. And he wasn't on the same path. Yeah. Like he missed his partner and he wanted to be back with me and to be more intimate with me. And it's like, I, I can't, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even like sleep for 10 minutes. Are you kidding me? And so we just had these separate expectations that we weren't communicating to each other. And so we were both faking fine in our marriage. You yeah. know, he was faking that he was fine. And I was faking that I was fine. And then it all accumulated that night that we got back and I was doing the laundry and he sat down on the edge of the bed. And he just said, I'm not happy. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not, I'm doing laundry. Like I'm not happy. Now, I'm not <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and, and I made him elaborate. Like he just broke and just let, let it all come out at that moment. Like I saw 
okay, I'm going to say at that moment, but really first I was mad. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Ha- like you're worried about being happy of all the stuff that we're doing right now. You're worried about being happy, right? <laughs> like, like how selfish of you. Calls to happy, right. He doesn't call us to happy. He calls us to be joyful. Like, come on yeah. <laughs> get together, man. <laughs> we are alive. We have raised six children. We are alive. Yeah. We're alive. And then like, I feel so grateful that God has given me this insight into other people, this moment that I'll have with somebody where I hear God say, see her or see him. It's very clear. And it's like this shutdown of myself to really listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling me about that other person. And at that moment, I heard him say, see him. And I saw that broken man at the time that was fearful he was going to lose his wife because his parents had been divorced and like all of this trauma that he had carrying on for so long because we had been growing apart. I say in air quotes yeah. because we weren't, you know, on the same path. That's what I saw. And so it was this moment of like, we can't fake this. Like we've got to hit this head on. This yeah. has to be addressed. And so, so that's, that's my biggest marriage faking fine moment. So what did you do at that point? So to turn this around to see yeah. now that you're seeing him yeah, and you're understanding where you are and you also fully recognize like, Hey, I'm not happy either. Right. Like I'm standing here folding laundry. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's talk about how a lot of laundry, let's be clear. <laughs> Four, yeah. So a lot, a lot of laundry, like yeah. let's talk about stopping to fake fine and like leaning into where you are now, like what are, walk us through like the next steps. Like what did you do to turn the ship around? At that moment, when I saw him for who God sees him as, you know, and that's the thing that I think so often in our marriage, we can, we can feel like, well, God loves me more because I'm right (laughs) in this circumstance. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no precious. Not not so much. That's that. Um, And so like really, again, leaning into hearing what God had to say about him and and to be able to see him and what he's gone through and all of those things. Like I sat in his lap and I held his face between my hands and I was like, I love you. We will do what we need to do, you know? Yeah. And, and then we did, we had to go get counseling and realize that there was things that we had to make sure we were communicating clearly to each other and expectations is a big one. Yeah. And, you know, I realized now helping, you know, hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs that expectations, if they are not communicated and they're unclear, that is the number one cause of frustration because you're holding somebody to an expectation that they don't know. Right. Right. If they don't know what it is, or you haven't made it clear, then you're going to be disappointed and then pissed off a hundred percent of the time. So in your marriage now, how do you make sure, because our expectations also constantly shift, right? As your children yep. <laughs> are, as your children are growing. Yep. I mean, yep. when, the, when the, when the yep. quads were babies, your expectation yep. was to sleep for 30 minutes instead of just for 15. Like, <laughs> I think you're sleeping for 30 minutes now. So like, how do you help us through that? Yeah. So the, the one thing that we had to realize what works for us, and that's like, I'm always very cautious when I'm like giving advice because it, it's a hill of beans, right? if it's going to work for you in your life and your circumstances and your family, but take what serves you and leave the rest for me and my husband, we had to find what worked for us. That was 
clearly communicating with each other, but also keeping it fun and lighthearted. So like if he would come home on a Wednesday, which, you know, we do our grocery shopping on the weekend by Wednesday, we're out of food against his kids <laughs> <laughs> and he would come home on a Wednesday night, like what's for dinner, you know? And there's that part of me that would rise up in anger. Like, are you kidding me? We don't have any food. No, it's Wednesday. Come on. It's the same thing every week. You I know? mean, you just said that. And I felt my blood pressure rise. Like, oh, <laughs> I can imagine this situation. Like you're asking me what's yeah. for dinner and I am ready to throat punch you. Like yeah. I am. David, you said it. Okay. So then we realized because that was this, this reoccurring thing. So once we made it aware that that, like, that was a trigger point for me, uh-huh. that's what my response was throat punch. <laughs> and he immediately knew like, Oh, okay. I boo-booed, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to rescind that, but that was our code word is throat punch. And we and still use it to this day when like there's unreasonable expectations on a yeah. <laughs> either. It is a matter yeah. of communicating that. Or if you have a um, look, you have a look or you have something that you can say, okay, those are fighting words. Like I think for all right. of us, that is yeah. Those are fighting words. So yes. you're, you clearly communicate that. Yeah. And again, keep it fun. You know, I don't need to attack him. That doesn't do any good. I don't need to yell on him. That doesn't, that just shuts him down. Yeah. I think really seeing your partner for who he is and what he brings to the table is so key and not trying to humiliate him in the fact of you being right. I say in air quotes again. Right. Um, so keeping it fun and lighthearted, he doesn't feel attacked. And vice versa, you know, he knows my greatest affliction that I've kind of carried throughout my whole life of that not being good enough, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I've had that my whole entire life. And the enemy is always presenting me situations to remind me, right? Oh, remember, you're not good enough because you yeah. did this wrong, right? And I'm so aware of it now. But now he knows that that's my biggest red button topic as well. And so, He's very clear about when he's, you know, stepped on that line yeah, and maybe made me feel not good enough, but I have to say it. I have to be like, Hey, that's not, let's not go there. That's not where we want to go. You know? And he, he's very receptive of that. So keep it fun and lighthearted and not being so attacking and also really know the strengths of your partner and calling them out for those as well. That, that's mm-hmm. been key in our marriage to just send them a text, you know, just randomly and be like, hey, thank you for all you do. You're such a great provider for our family. And he's like, wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Know, like they just need that. And we all need that. We all, we all need that. To be seen and recognized, to be seen yeah. and heard and yeah. recognized for what you are doing. And yeah. I think it's always really helpful to like, before you say something to think about like, well, how is that going to be received? Right. And skipping a beat in your mind. Like, I love that you like that throat punch is like a keyword. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But like thinking about, okay, if I say this, what am I expecting their reaction to be? Am I wanting to start a fight? And if I start a fight, what purpose does that serve? Or am I wanting a resolution? Right. And is this the right way to go about it? Because I think for all of us, faking fine in your marriage, like I can look back at the years before Jason died 
And it's like, we are just getting to the next day. Yeah. Like, are we filled with joy? Not really. We have three young children. We don't have six, but we have three young children. I'm playing a different game than you're playing. But like, we moved every two years for his career. So I was constantly trying to figure out like, where is the gas station? Where is, which grocery store do I like? Where's the closest grocery store? Where is anything in this grocery store? Who knows? I'm constantly trying to figure it out. And it's like, you are surviving. Yeah. So taking the time, like, I love that. I love your keywords, like the throat punch, like to know, like, Hey, let's not go there. That's amazing. So now you have pivoted in what you do for a career to help other women, like share with us how you help and coach other women. Yeah. So for a long time, I was the overcomer strategist. And I, I think my bio still says that, and it's, you know, it will remain that way, but I've really started leaning into being an overcomer enthusiast Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think the more encouragement that we can give, I, I really work with ambitious women who, um, who are constantly striving. And it's like, is your identity in achieving the next thing or is your identity in who Christ says that you are and who he is calling you to become getting that shift to happen is so freeing for these high achieving women mm-hmm. to be like, you know what, at the end of the day, achieving that next goal. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. But who Christ says that I am, did I really lean into that today? Mm-hmm. And there's so much depth and goodness and richness in that simple shift of why it is that you're going for what you're going for. And to help women realize that these stumbling blocks that are constantly coming our way, it's the world that we live in and seeing them instead as a stepping stone is huge. And again, encouragement is it's oxygen for our soul and to be able to pour into other women that way and be enthusiastic about it. When I was ginormously pregnant with the four, and my high risk doctor at the time was like, you're not going to carry all four. Like you, you need to eliminate two of them were the words that he used. What? And I was like, no, no, like I'm not, sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he was like, well, you're wrong. Like he was very, this scientifically speaking, this needs to be this. They won't survive. They could be dangerous to you. And that just wasn't, that wasn't going to happen for me. And that was a big fight you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until I was 23 weeks pregnant and got, you know, sent to Augusta where I was away from my family. And I was in the hospital of the best neonatal care hospital in the state of Georgia. Okay. And the doctor came in and he was like, you're going to get through this. We're going to get you and these four babies through it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like that's an option. Fantastic. You're who I need to be with. And it's just allowing God to orchestrate that and know that like, no, this is what I'm not going to stand for. God opened up that other door for me. And I didn't want to go to Augusta. That, that was terrifying. I was away from my two young boys. I was away from my husband. I was away from my companies. Like, ah, that was terrible. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But there was goodness there waiting for me. There was goodness there waiting for you. And it is surrounding yourself with the people, surrounding yourself with the right doctors, surrounding yourself with the right community of people that are there to link arms with you and help you arise. 
Yeah, that's right. And that's the biggest thing that I work on with women is like, stop compromising who God has called you to be. Stop compromising his promises of what he said is for you just because of what you see other people doing, what Mm -hmm. they tell you that you should be doing has nothing to do with you and your journey with Lord. No, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with it. And everyone yeah. on this podcast knows that I've talked about having a dog. Like I listened to I the should do yeah. of others. Yeah, got myself a dog. That wasn't what God had for me. It wasn't part of right. that path. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. How can Thanks. we find you? Thanks for having me. Ambitious overcomer. Yeah, so- how, how can we find you? I'm on Instagram at the Julian Kirkland. I also have my podcast called Next Level Faith. And I have a book out. It's an international bestseller, Arise and Shine. Yes. Um, so that's that's typically where you can find so, me. <laughs> so amazing. So amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for being honest and just opening the door to the conversations around faking fine in marriage because we all can get to the place where we're doing it. And it takes us to make a change and make a difference. So thank you. All right. Until next time, you guys have an amazing day. Remember to show up for yourself unapologetically, because while your circumstances may not be 100% your fault, your life is 100% your responsibility. I cannot wait to see you soar.